on that thank you page, you have another offer, another product that you can sell that they can quickly add to the card without having to enter their credit card again. We still see that to be one of the biggest average order value boosters for e-commerce owners and not that many people are doing it. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about the pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E, you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hello, best ever listeners, and welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today we are speaking with Kevin Urutia. Kevin, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing great. Perfect. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for joining us. Looking forward to our conversation. A little bit about Kevin. He is the founder of Voy Media. He's an expert in growing brands using sophisticated paid advertising strategies. He is based in New York, New York. And you can say hi to him at his website, which is Voy Media, V-O-Y Media dot com. So Kevin, do you mind telling us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on today? So my background is actually in computer science. That's where I went for college and kind of always growing up, I've always wanted to do a startup, 
So that sort of startup phase and sort of startup mentality has made me always interested in my own company. So right after college, I grew up in New York. I moved out to California, San Francisco to work for Mint.com, Intuit, and then another company called Zarly, just because I've always wanted to do something with startups and essentially tech. But even while I was there, I've always had an idea of making my own products, my own services, my own apps. So me and my partner, Wilson, who runs the agency with me, we were building stuff all the time, but we always had an issue where we just didn't know how to market things or we didn't know how to get customers. We thought if we had a great product, a great service, people would just magically come. And that's obviously not true with anything that you have nowadays is you need to think about marketing. So eventually that kind of led to us starting our own e-commerce businesses because we were still working, but we still had that itch to do something. It's always something internal, like you want to do something. So then we both quit our jobs and we then sort of started doing our own e-commerce brands. At that time, Amazon FBA was really popular. So we were learning through podcasts, through websites. We did our first sort of e-commerce brand that was working well. And then we started another one and we call it the stair-step approach where the first few companies that you make, you, maybe you don't have success, but you're learning stuff on the way. And when you're learning that, that next company just gets better that ultimately less doing Chester, which is our luggage company that we grew to basically $1.52 million in a year throughout other previous experience. But then that also led us to starting Voy Media, which is our agency that we help other D2C brand owners just because taking some of our previous experience, we saw that a lot of founders we talked to needed help with that because that was their first company where for us, this was our fifth or sixth sort of company. And we can sort of share and, and learn that experience and sort of mentor them, but at the same time, help them with their campaigns or Facebook ads, for example. Perfect. So at Boy Media, that's where you, you help these companies, maybe it's their first company, and you help them grow their sales, grow their brand through these various online advertising strategies? Yeah, Facebook, sure. Instagram, and obviously like Snapchat, for example. Okay, so one of the things you mentioned was the Chester Travels, your luggage brand. And before we were talking, you mentioned that the dollar amount you grew it to, but you were also able to go from obviously zero traffic to the website to 60,000 per month. So I think best of our listeners who are listening, we in this podcast always talk about thought leadership and having your website be the hub and then using social media and things like that to direct people to your website. So do you mind walking us through some of the strategies that best of listeners can start implementing today if they want to go from whatever their traffic is now to 60,000 or if they want to double their website traffic? What's some advice you have for them? So one of the biggest things that we see here where a lot of founders or partners that we work with is they don't really think too much about organic traffic, or organic SEO. So for me, one of my things that I first learned when I was starting my first business was obviously I didn't have any money. So I was like, okay, how can I get quote unquote free traffic? And as I was searching online and Google, people were like, oh, you need to do SEO. It's free traffic. Obviously SEO isn't free traffic, but the skills and the mentality behind SEO really has helped me with all my other businesses now. And just knowing to look at what product people are searching for online is super helpful. And that comes for just using Google Keyword Planner. So even for us, when we started Chester, we were looking at the sort of volume of luggages and we were really surprised about how many searches a month that's keyword got. And there was only a few brands actually selling luggages. Of course, that was a mix of things where it's like a luggage is actually pretty expensive to produce. And there's also shipping fees. But even then, the pure knowledge of using Google to find keywords that people want to buy is helpful in order to get the traffic. For example, for us, we use Ahrefs, which is one of the best SEO tools I think out there. 
we saw keywords that people were searching for. For example, something that we ranked top 10 for is best flight tracker. So best flight tracker has about 5,000 searches a month. And then we wrote an article talking about all the best flight tracker apps. That way people can go to our website, obviously find information about the best flight tracker apps, but then at the same time, we can introduce them to our brand Chester and show them, Hey, because you're probably looking for a flight tracker, you're maybe going on a trip or you're on a trip right now. So this is a great way to interject yourself into that conversation. And then another thing too is for at least you really want to be thinking about what are keywords people are searching for, for your product or service that you're selling. So for us, we're selling a luggage. We know that there's hundreds of airlines, right? So for example, there's Norwegian airlines, there's Hawaiian airlines, and people always have these questions about, Hey, what are the fees? So we went to Google and we saw, okay, Hawaiian airline baggage fees. We saw that that has 4,000 searches a month. So we then with our team strategized and wrote an article about what are all the Hawaiian airline baggage fees. And for that, we did research. We just called, sometimes you can find the information online. Sometimes we would just call the Hawaiian airlines and say, Hey, look, we're interested in traveling. What are your fees? And then we would write that down and then we put it into an article. And then that one, we also rank in top 10. So now when people look for airline baggage fees, they're probably trying to figure out what luggage they want to buy. So this is the perfect query or search term for us because we'll say, hey, look, our luggage fits this standard airline that you're looking to get. So you should probably buy our product. Sure. So using an example of luggage, you've got luggage and then or whatever your product is. And you want to think of topics that are directly related to whatever your product is. So rather than just in writing articles about luggage, yeah. you went and said, okay, well, what do people use luggage for? Is it for flying? And then you found keywords for airlines and then wrote articles on that. Is that what the process is? Just you have a product and just think of anything related to that product and then see what the top keywords are and write an article on that? Exactly. It's sort of think about what issue your product solving. What are the pain points and that? Because if you're looking for that, then you can write content that really addresses that. And then you realize that there's so many variations for that. Even for us, for example, obviously we have Hawaiian Airlines, we have Norwegian Airlines, we have Delta we have Frontier, we have Iceland Air. Eventually you'll find out there's so many variations of that that you just need to just sit down eventually and just crank out all these articles for all these sort of variations. That's the way we think about it. But yeah, people are asking these questions. You need to answer them. So another one that we're really popular with that we see a lot of traffic is password photos. People want to know, how do I get a password photo? What is a password photo size? So all these queries that maybe not related to luggage in general, but they're related to travel. And then you need to think about sometimes you go outside of your niche to a bigger sort of audience because that's going to drive the volume and then that's going to lead to the sales because we're going to recognize your brand and they're going to think about you. At least for here, we think about it is we want to be an information hub for traveling. And then luggage is a mechanism that we sell products and make money. Yeah. So basically figuring out what kind of category yep. your product falls into. So yours is luggage and that overall category is basically travel. So Maybe get a little bit more tactical. So let's say I find my keyword Yep. and I'm writing my article. Is there a certain number of times I want to mention that keyword? Mm-hmm. How often should I be writing these articles? Yeah. Do you write them yourselves or do you hire someone that writes them? I know it's a lot of questions. <laughs> For something like this, we hire writers. With content, I think people need to realize is that you want to be spending a lot of money on content because it's going to be good quality content. Of course, you can pay for cheap content. A lot of people do, but we've done that before and it looks bad. You have to edit it. You have to reformat it. And for me, I don't have time to be doing that. I tell people I'd rather pay a premium. That way, once the writer gives me the article, it's good to go. So basically that's how I think about it. But obviously some people think that my time is worth more editing Then go ahead and do that. But I just don't have the time to do that anymore. 
but basically we use a job listing board that has for great for great article writers. I forgot the name right now, but we basically just go post it on there and say, Hey, we're looking for travel experts. Another thing that we also do to find good writers is just go to blogs that are already talking about travel. And then most authors have bylines. So then you can usually find their Twitter or their LinkedIn, and then you can reach out to them to ask them to write on your blog too. So we also have another financial blog too. And that's what we do. We went to Yahoo Finance, we went to all the top finance websites and then contacted their bloggers. And then we just emailed them. Another great way to get this too is look for industry events. So for example, if there's a travel industry event, most likely the page has who's speaking. So those speakers are speakers, but a lot of times they're writers too. And if you know that they're speaking at this event, they're probably really up to date with the content or the topic. So those are great people to bring on to write your articles. How often are you writing articles or how often do you recommend someone mm-hmm. writes articles when they're starting out and they want to grow the traffic? I think five to 10 articles a month to sort of really kickstart the process. But as you start growing and as you start like have more money, essentially, because as you get more money, you can reinvest it is do as much as you can, 20, 30 new articles a month. For me, the way I think about it is there's no limit. If I have money and I want to keep investing, it's, I think about it as an investment vehicle. SEO and content is a thing that's going to keep growing and making me money. So I want to keep writing and writing. Obviously, in the beginning, I have money. So you want to at least do one or two a month. But as you're growing, as you're bringing traffic, just keep reinvesting it. So that's another great way to think about it there. Sure. So we focused on the organic traffic, the SEO, the free traffic. Now let's transition into paid traffic. So you said you're an expert in growing brands using sophisticated paid advertising strategies. So do you mind walking us through what these strategies are? What's the best use of your money when you're paying for advertising? For something that we've done for Chester here, the way we like doing it, it's a twofold way, is we love using organic content. Organic content for us is probably UGC. So content that people post on their Instagram, people post about them traveling. So what we like about the luggage space is that people inherently love posting that they're traveling. It's a way to show off, right? look, I'm going to this trip and they love showing off their luggages. They love showing all the bags that they're carrying. So for us, it works really well. So what we do there is we partner with these influencers or even just normal people that tag us with Chester Travels on Instagram. And then we tell them, hey, look, we really like your image. We would love to use it for advertising. Is that okay? And then we just ask them a message. Sometimes they ask for money, but we tell them, no, we're not paying money. We just want to get your approval to run the image. So most of the time, 90% of people say, okay, that's fine. 10% say, I want money, but we just say, no, we're not going to get any money. And then eventually they're like, okay, fine, just run it. But then we then take that organic content and put that onto Facebook. And that's really one of the best ways that we see right now that's giving us the best ROI is taking organic content that people would see naturally on Instagram or Facebook and running them as an ad versus we've tried for Chester. If you look at our website, we have professional photos that we paid thousands of dollars for. Those perform worse than these organic content of someone just rolling their luggage at the airport. Those work so well compared to everybody else. And we tell people we need more of that content. So what we do here is we look at why that organic content works so well. And then we try to reverse engineer it and then give these people that gave us a great organic content, a script now that shows that emotion, that sort of feeling that we're looking to portray. Because if you look at it, sometimes, sometimes people will send products out there. We've done this with the brands. They'll send products out there and then they'll do the video. But if you look at the actual expression of the person, it's like, this is the first time that they're ever seeing it. And you can really tell that that's not organic in a content where for us, what we do is we tell an influencer, Hey, use it for a week or two. And then we'll go and do a video with you. That way you can fully experience the product versus, hey, this is the first time opening it. Let me look at the lines right now. So these are kind of like testimonials. Yep. Okay. So for the influencers, 
when you give them the script and tell them to do it for a week or two, are you having to pay them or no? If we want them to do a script, yeah, we usually have to pay them something. So for us, payment is usually in cash or it's another luggage. <laughs> so yeah. Perfect. And then in the first part of the step, we said where it was like people just posting their travel pictures. Are they tagging the company's name? I'm just trying to figure out how you found these. Originally. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So basically if you have product or service in that sort of email flow or funnel, you should encourage them to tag stuff like, Hey, we would love to see the product in the wild tag Chester travels so our team can keep up. Right. And then people would love to just show off and do that. So yeah, usually you want to give them a tag that they can do, or at least make it very simple for them to find you on Instagram because a lot of people like tagging things naturally without them even knowing that you're looking at it. So make sure you have an Instagram handle, make sure you have an Instagram that looks clean, that looks good. That way people can say, oh wow, they actually care about their profile Instagram. If you have something that looks ugly, then no one's going to tag you because no one wants to show off something that's ugly. Okay, Kevin, what is your traditionally it's the best real estate investing advice ever, but since you are in marketing, what is your best marketing advice? Best ever? marketing advice. I think the best marketing advice I have is probably for people to think about funnels and sort of upsells in their sort of process of a product. So for funnel, for me, that means obviously you get some of the website, right? And then they buy your product or service. Usually what most people do is, let's say for example, you go to nike.com, you buy a shoe and that's sort of like the end of the checkout experience. What we've seen work well for e-commerce and sort of brand owners right now is that on that thank you page, you have another offer, another product that you can sell that they can quickly add to the cart without having to enter their credit card again. We still see that to be one of the biggest average order value boosters for e-commerce owners. And not that many people are doing it, but the best information marketers do this all the time. And the reason why they do it is because it works so well. At least for us here, we're seeing this happen more in the e-commerce space with a lot of the checkout apps for Shopify, for example. But it's funny because 10 years ago, internet marketers have been doing this for so long. And before back then, it was seen as spammy, but now it's okay. It's like, oh, this is just the way to do it, right? So it's pretty sure. interesting to see that shift in mentality where before like, oh my God, this is so spammy. Now it's like, okay, you need to do this and it's okay now. Okay, so it's basically trying to think of it from, for example, I have, so I'm ordering some pizza from Domino's <laughs> yeah. and rather before I click checkout and then it says, do you want a brownie? Instead, I check out, I order my pizza and it says, oh, by the way, do you want to buy a brownie? And I click yes and then it automatically buys that brownie for me without me having to go through the process of putting in my information again. It's so quick and simple. And the reason why it's, it works so well, because you already got that first sale, which is the pizza. And now it's like, okay, it's an addition. And if you don't need to enter your credit card, that's great. So something like Stripe does this really well, where they save a token for the next hour of your credit card that you can then use this to keep charging to it. I like that. All right, Kevin, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. Okay, first, a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. If you have a smaller rental portfolio, then here's a no-brainer for you. Hemlanes property management platform automates the entire rental life cycle with connections to local agents and maintenance coordinators you are in control and have more free time check them out at hemlane.com that's h-e-m-l-a-n-e.com okay what is the best ever book you've recently read the best book i recently read was probably going to be dot com secrets by russell brunson 
If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? Like I said before, SEO, content marketing, it's probably the best thing out there to sort of establish authority and get people to look at your products or services. So it sounds like you've started a lot of businesses before. Is there any business that didn't work out that you ended up losing money on? How much did you lose and what did you learn? We started this company called Dog Subscription Box. We wanted to make like a BarkBox competitor because we saw that they were growing. But for that company, we were sourcing all the products for all natural organic dog products. We had the boxes, we had the custom logo, we had the design. We invested maybe five to 10K in that. This was like me doing it in between another company. But eventually we just decided this is gonna be so operations heavy and the margins were so thin because we couldn't get really good deals on some of the products because we didn't have volume yet. What is the best ever way you like to give back? I think for me, what we do here is we host a lot of weekly webinars and weekly sessions with other founders, entrepreneurs, where we answer all their questions that they might have about Facebook ads or about how to think about creatives for their companies. And if one of our listeners want to listen to one of those webinars or join one of those webinars, is that Boy Media? Is that what they can yeah, boymedia.com. Or we also have our Facebook group. It's called Facebook Ads Explosive Growth. And we host webinars there too. And then we also will do deep dives into top brands and tell you guys, okay, what landing pages are working, what emails are working, what creatives are running and how to do it for your brand as well. And we post that on our YouTube as well too. Perfect. And I think you kind of already answered that, but I'll ask it anyways. <laughs> what is the best ever place to reach you? The best place probably voidmedia.com or just Kevin at Voidmedia. So you can email me and then I love answering emails or LinkedIn too. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn as well. Perfect, Kevin. Well, thanks for joining us today and giving us your marketing expertise on how to grow brands. So best of all, we kind of talked about this a lot in the context of his luggage brand and his travel, but be creative and figure out a way to apply all the advice that he gave today to your real estate investing business. At the end of the day, you're still selling a product so just take out luggage and travel and add in whatever specific real estate niche you're in and then your overall category being real estate or finance or whatever. But overall, we talked about how to grow traffic to your website. You're a real estate investor, you're gonna have a website. So it kind of falls into two categories, which was the organic traffic and then the paid traffic. So we talked about how to figure out which types of keywords to focus on and then based off of what people are searching for, different variations of that keyword, different keywords than the overall category that you're in. So we gave the example of luggage being your product. And then one example was the luggage fees and then variation of the luggage fees that every single airline so has a bunch of articles you're right there. And then zooming out, figure out how to write articles that focus on travel in general. So anything that's related to your product content on that mm-hmm. based off of the most popular keywords in order to get direct traffic to your website. You mentioned that you are at the point now where you're hiring writers. You gave us tips on how to find these writers. You mentioned that you will look for other travel experts. You'll go to blog posts that write about traveling, reach out to those bloggers. You look up industry events and then reach out to the speakers who are going to talk at that event. And they said that five to 10 per month is a good ballpark mm-hmm. goal. There really is no limit. You can write 50 per month if you want to. Obviously, if you're starting off writing by yourself, you can do a few months, but five to 10 is a minimum. And then it's interesting. So you basically use this organic traffic and then you leverage that for paid advertising as well. And the specific example you gave was Instagram. People love posting pictures of themselves traveling. You found out that you had a lot more success when you use these organic pictures in your ads than spending all this money on some professional picture. So you'll partner with influencers or people who just post pictures of them walking through the airport with your luggage, ask them to use their their image, and then you'll use that image on Facebook as an advertisement and they said you got more in depth with the 
you send a piece of luggage to a big influencer. They use it for a few weeks and then you send them a script for a video ad. So these are basically from a real estate investor perspective, they think of these as testimonials. And then your best ever advice was to think about things in funnels. And your example was don't just stop at once they actually buy your product, but have an extra step after that. And your example was on the thank you for ordering page, have another product, another service that they can buy without having to put in their credit card information again. So Kevin, thanks again. I learned a lot. I would enjoy having these marketing type conversations because usually it's just about real estate investing. So I appreciate it. Best of listeners. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Have a best ever day and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Theo.